Welcome to the Extremes Tasting League Scotch Edition. I'm your host, Perrin. And I am Cedius, and we're still without Dave, so things are still going to be, you know, weirdly, weirdly on rails. Yeah, I, yeah I, I'm not sure. I don't have my work wife here. I don't know what's going on anymore. And, we, we, and I'm Andrea. Who we let out of the basement after two weeks. But her hair is still blue. It is, and purple, and teal, and other colors. Well, when you don't get to shower, the hair color stays what it was, see? <laughs> That's mm-hmm. true. We we try to help. That's why we locked you in the basement. To yeah. help. That's... And, you know, to make sure you're here on time because, you know, Lord knows Perrin has trouble enough and, and, and he's, you know, been doing this for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> and then there's Dave who's just still yeah, not here at all. About as un-on time as you can mm-hmm. get. You, you think after two weeks he'd be able to, like... Get some sleep and have some gas and and be here, but no, no, no. lazy bastard. Yeah. So um, we're gonna start with a Balnellen. Balnellen sounds like a like a like a curse, but like a like a da- like a like a dang kind of curse rather than a damn kind of curse. It's it's a lightweight curse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. It's we'll a relatively we'll, inoffensive curse. We'll see how inoffensive and cursy this is. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a fairly... Oh, you need to... Sp- I need to write things you down. You need spelling? I do. Uh, it is a fairly light color. Yeah. Um, not quite as light as straw, um, but it definitely is not a... We added 12 tons of caramel coloring. This one's more of like that, that yellow gold. Oof. And it's a space side. Well, yes, and it's Ooh. a peated space. It's wow. So, and it's young. Yeah. Well, youngish. Youngish and bitter. Huh. It's an angry. It's a wee angry space. It's an important young thing. And it. Its nose says, Hello, let me crawl up your snores and spend a while. Yeah, I like that. Well, there's smoke. Mm hmm. Oh, definitely. I like that. There's peat. Yep. <laughs> There's salt. Well, that's that's about it, folks. <laughs> Welcome to Spaceside. I'm gonna try it. Occasionally in Spaceside, they'll be like, "We've we've got other sense bullshit." You have, you have smoke and peat and salt. Don't try and be something else. But there's a but where's the floral notes? <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit of like a like a clay smell to it. Well, I mean, there are others, but I mean, you're sometimes they're like, we have all these lovely, and we're like, no, are you a space side? Yes. Then shut up, shut up at space side. Be the three notes that you are, and, and, and be happy about it. No peeking. What I I was looking at how you said because you keep saying space side, and I was thinking like like all I hear is S P A C E, and I was like. <laughs> It's it's somewhere between killing or removing the testicles of of, a, of an animal. No, that, that that that's neutering. Oh, that's right. It would be the ovaries. Yeah. Well, fuck you. Mm, <laughs> not if you're spayed. I mean, no, no. It just would mean. Well, actually, no, on the other no hand, babies. I get it back better if you're spayed because yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, just wait for the the healing to be done because I'm. I, I will give you the clay, and... What about the Aiken? Nope, no Aiken. Good. 
It's not going to mount a failed run for office. Um, Heather. I'm getting a, a note of Heather. And what does she say? She says, this is a space side. Indeed. I see where you're coming from, though, on that. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. There's something speaking to the, to the fields. Oh. So, uh, Baron drank some. Yeah. And I'm a little worried now. This... Oh, no. it's it's a young impertinent space side. It's a little tannic. I'm not seeing where you're having a problem here. Hmm. I did not expect quite so much. I'm not a fan of tannin. I have Ooh. to admit. See, I'm I'm not feeling that it's got nearly as much as hmm. you're making it sound like. Hmm. That was weird. There was like a like a like just a whisper of like cinnamon in the back of my tongue for a moment. Yeah. A uh, lot of pepper. Mm-hmm. See, I swear I dried out the inside of my glass. I am not getting that. Hmm. I'm getting... I'm getting... I'm getting a touch. I'm not getting a lot. It it hit me pretty strong, but I'm enough of a not fan that I probably react pretty heavily um, to, of tannin, not of space size sure. in general. I'm not saying I hated it. I'm just saying it had more of a... Um, tannic punch than I had been anticipating. See, I think I'm getting less tannic and more sucking on a piece of charcoal. The hmm. the finish, they're they're like at, toward the end of the finish on there. It almost tastes a little bit like you uh, you drank like like a little bit of wort or um, uh, you know like. Uh, like when you take, like if you're tasting uh, your beer between like your primary and your secondary fermenter. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the like finish, a little bit of the sugar. Mm, I will say the finish. I'm enjoying. It was a nice, smooth burn. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a drink in the fall savor. I mean, I wouldn't spit it out if they handed it to me in the summer, mm-hmm. but it. It does seem to be space sides are more of a fall winter. See, I find most space sides to be springs. Really? Yeah. Well, that whole floweriness that a lot of them seem to have. Like, I can't imagine doing a cardu any time but spring. When you mm. uh, wet it, did it get a little bit more vanilla in the I nose? I will add some water, not that I want to. I must smell like Mexico. The unfortunateness is because I bought that before my cold brew kit arrived. It's meant for my pour-over pot, which means it's finely ground, which means it doesn't do as well for the nosing. But I don't. I don't. I should not have read the 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 front of your true stone. The bit that says bag. decaf, because no, that's what the I the part do. that says mild, oh. sweet, lemon, soft, because I sniffed oh. and I immediately went lemon. Yeah, don't let the coffee give you ideas. Well, it's lost quite a bit wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm um, not getting a lot of nose. No. And even the, the, the mouth is... Um, I'm getting more of a, a sour... Uh, a sour leather mm-hmm. kind of... Mm. Yeah, I can see where you draw that... Yeah, where you draw that um, comparison for. Yeah, wet. It, it is as disappointing as most things mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Um, finish is not horrible, Mm-mm. but I wish I could, I, th- I don't have any tannin, or at least what I'm interpreting as tannins, 
Um, so I wish I could switch that into the other one, but overall, neat is... Yeah, neat is the way to do this. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely has a, a sourness that is not what I'm necessarily <coughs> looking for in my scotch. Yeah. Hmm. Now, did you, you find that dry or just wet? Um, only, only with the Yeah. Dry, it was fine. It's rare that I get a sour with scotch, wet or dry. Yeah. Hmm. So they accomplished that. Yay. You found a way to not be tasty in a way that most mm-hmm. people can't. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, um, it definitely reminds me of when you have, um, you know, just... A little bit of that, like, caramel malt flavor that, which I don't, you you probably haven't experienced in terms of drinking, um, but it's like when you start brewing and you decide to taste your wort before you put it into the fermenter. Interesting. I had misread the title. It is a Speyside Glenlivet. Love it. Yeah. The Benellan. I was like, well, I haven't heard of that distillery. Mm-hmm. Well, but Ben Allen is still the distillery. The Space Side oh. Glenlivet is the region. It's it's narrowing it to not only is I, it Space Side, it is the area around Glenlivet. I suppose. I've just every time I've seen Glenlivet, it's been because it's a Glenlivet. Yeah, Glenlivet Space Side was the thing that a lot of people claimed as a, as the region for a number of years. Um, Late 1800s, early 1900s, um, there were a lot of bottles that had the joint label. Mm. Um, Very dark bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, 40%. Hmm. The Benellan Springs, situated in Glen Avon in the Speyside region of the Highlands, is the source of the purest of waters. Ideal for distilling single malt Scotch whiskey. Its silver waters are clothed in ancient birch woodlands, while the hills above are a blanket of blazing purple heather in late summer. Ben Allen Peated Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. Ben Allen Peated is distilled in the traditional manner of the prestigious Speyside Glenlivet region. And unusually for this district is made with heavily peated barley to import a distinctive heathery and smoky flavor. Aged eight years. Distilled and bottled in Scotland, Alistair Forfar Forfar Limited Glasgow Scotland Forfar So well, I got the heather, I got yeah. the smoke, mm-hmm. I got the peat. No cork dorkery, other than <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a technical term. Yeah, we have on this podcast <laughs> cork dorkery for, yes. for for when there's lots of flowery language that tells you nothing, or, oh, yeah, or right. is absolutely inaccurate. Yeah, they're like pineapple and and mm-hmm. asparagus, and you're like, there was smoke. Like, that's it. Well, and why would you want asparagus? And uh, I don't blame you. Well, he was making an example of something that... But I don't know this ever actually... No, I've never seen thing. asparagus. But we have seen mustard greens and mm, yeah. um, leather and eraser and yes. pencil shavings. Yeah. Yeah. 
Although, but, although those you see often in wine, less often in scotch. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, this was... We, we should point out, this is an episode of Scotch on the Cheap. Um, the bottles that we are tasting tonight were $40 or less. Um, Which is just about the uh, purchase price that I tend to look at when I'm first trying to learn how to drink scotch. Yeah. It's... Well, if you make a mistake, you're not like, why? Why did I do this? Yeah, I'm pretty sure both of these are actually 30 or under, but the, the we, we've designated our scotch on the cheap to Weren't to we supposed to like rough. rank them before we actually say how much it was? Um, well, usually I announce the theme of the show, mm. if there is a theme on the show um, in advance. Um Hey, what what show is this? Um, this show is one sixteen. You had I, to look. I don't have it written down. I just gestured my eyes in the general direction of the paper because that's what I do when Dave asks me. It's like it's just an instinctive thing now. It's not written down anywhere. I just know. I just I just want to see you gesture your eyes because it makes me think they're on like long stalks, and that would be awesome. I'm going to gesture some fingers at you very shortly. <laughs> Those would not be long stalks. Hmm. <laughs> At least I said fingers. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so um, for being young and for being cheap, uh, this was being very good, um, in my opinion. It's certainly not a four, but for what it was, it was not bad. It, it did not have um, the usual stupidity that Speyside notes often have on the bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it pretty much lived up to what it said it was going to be. Um, I kind of dug it. I'm giving it a 3.7. I didn't dig it quite as much. Can you dig it? Not as much, apparently, oh, would I, be I, the answer. That's fine. Um, I think I'm going to go with a 3.35. I liked it. Uh, it is on the cheap, so I'd be happy, you know, if I if I found it, I'd be like, oh, that was tasty mm-hmm. for 35 bucks or whatever. Um, it didn't wow me. And even cheap... I'm not willing to, like, bump it too high. Well, and, and, and to be fair, for the same price, you can get the Trader Joe's Ely Storm. And yeah. why wouldn't you? Right. Because I think we did give that a four, or very yeah. close to... Which which was truly... I, I mean, we've had a few on the on the cheap where we've drunk it mm-hmm. and been like, excuse me, I, I have to go wash my mouth out now. <laughs> and we've had a few where we're like, oh, that's, that's actually not bad. And then we, we were like, this is Trader Joe's. And we were just like... Oh, this is this is gonna be a, a hoot. Oh my god, it's really good. I mean, stunningly good. Yeah, the the, the Eli and the Highland are great. The Space Side's still kind of meh, but it's Space Side, so yeah. Meh. yeah. Um, as a general rule, but yeah, huh? I'd give this one a three point six because it it tastes exactly like it says on the bottle. So if I walked into a liquor store and I saw something priced what. You said it was approximately priced. I would pick it up and get exactly what I purchased. Sorry, I'm only laughing, which is great. Because I'm laughing because I'm picturing that some of the bottles of single malt scotch we've bought should be titled, you know, Glen Burn, Knee You in the Groin Single Malt Scotch. (laughs) Or, Wow Will You Regret This Single Malt Scotch. (laughs) The Penderin. Man, that's that's all I would have to say. Jeez, Penderin, we're sorry you lost the bet. 
Pendrin, don't you feel stupid? <laughs> Pendrin, we still got your money. <laughs> you keep this up, you know the Pendrin Madeira is going to show up for the next show, right? You just... Yeah. Okay. Um, Be careful. Pendrin, Pendrin was not our favorite. I, I can tell. I can tell. It sounds like the kind of bottle that you just say, give this as a gift that says, fuck you, asshole. The bottle it's is covered the, in white elephants. It's, I was going to say, it is the best white elephant. I got a bottle of single malt. Meanwhile, you're just like, <laughs> I will take that crappy vampire romance novel because I'm coming out on top. <laughs> I, I We did a, a child unsafe... Uh, white elephant party mm. that was awesome I mean one of them was in a box filled with broken glass and uh, the the one that we got uh, there was a baby bottle filled with bourbon mm-hmm. you know the one we got or no did we we gave was a <laughs> bad porn vampire romance I mean it was it was bad and and people were like, I must have the really bad vamp. Yeah, it was it was a great video or, or written written. Okay, it was. Let's just say, if you were drunk at OmegaCon, you'd still be going, "What the fuck?" Yeah, um, my husband's family does one of those every single year. That was actually when I met his extended family. Was going to a a white elephant gift exchange. Of of white elephant gifts like that. Those are the ones that you you need to have as mm-hmm. white elephants. I mean, they, they they have to be there have to be some cool ones slide it slid in there. But most of them you have to be like, well, it's new. Mm-hmm. It's it falls within all the categories of white elephant. But Jesus, <laughs> remember when the movie Calendar Girls came out? No. No. Back in probably like 2005-ish. I, I, I remember 2005. I don't remember. I've had enough alcohol to make sure that I don't remember something like that. My uh, my mom saw that movie and convinced her dog club to do a Calendar Girls calendar photo shoot with their husbands. So, for about six years in a row, I had the perfect white elephant gift. Because on one of the months, October, there was a picture of my dad with a dog show ribbon strategically placed right over his genital area. Wow. That... (laughs) Yep, that's... Now I remember the movie. Mm -hmm. Not that I saw it, but I remember the movie. I still don't. And, um... Thanks, Mom! Thanks, Dad! (laughs) Thanks for destroying my... My, my, well, I mean, it made my college years awesome because you get this double gift of giving somebody a calendar full of half-naked old people, and then you say, oh yeah, and one of those months, that's my dad. And I'm just picturing the, was it, was it February? Guess again! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will say there was, there was a, I mean, it was a gift exchange. Whether it was truly white elephant or not, I can't really say, particularly <laughs> considering what I managed to pick up there. But um, I, w- I was seeing someone at the time, and, and her friends were doing a, a gift exchange. And so I, I, I showed up, and I, I don't remember what I brought that I was getting rid of. But I managed to pick, pick up a first edition copy of the paperback version of On a Pale Horse. Mm. Oh, 
Nice. Um, I don't know that that's if they realized it was the first edition. Still, but... well, the thing with white elephants at a good white elephant party is they. I mean, the rules I've always had is they had to be um, new or new condition. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they had to be. They had to have some value, not necessarily dollars, but I mean, it was a right. sort of an understood rule of you couldn't give, like... I have to assume the person in this case just didn't like sci-fi fantasy. Right, no, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But you couldn't give, like, uh, cat food. I mean, yeah. that was, that was right. like, sure. no, that's not a valid... It has to be something that you're like, you might like this if you're hmm. weird. A Weasley sweater. Or well, the my my parents, uh, my dad's work had a white elephant party that was an annual event, mm-hmm. and the, one of the rules was you couldn't re-gift year to year. Oh, except for one gift. There was a Black Panther uh, uh, statue or or ceramic thing, and it was the ugliest ceramic thing you've ever seen mm-hmm. of a Black Panther, and that one was so horrible. That they allowed it to return year after year after year. And it was always some people wanted it, and some people wanted to avoid it. Huh. And it was it was always interesting the strategies people used of, I think that might be the Black Panther. <laughs> I'm not picking that. Mm-hmm. Or, ooh, I bet it's the Black Panther. Um, but it had to come back the next year. So, yeah. So it was a traveling trophy of pain? Yes. Yes, it yeah. was. You have to you have to make it really clear right away, like what type of exchange it is. We used to yeah. do one called Fuckmas. Uh, Held it around Easter. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, it was something people actually prepared for too. Um, a friend of mine uh, saved. You don't, you don't want to go into Fuckmas unprepared. <laughs> no, you do not. A friend of mine saved his beard shavings for in a Ziploc bag for an entire year. And that was what was in one of the packages. One does not simply walk into Fuckmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can think of very few practical applications of that particular gift. <laughs> I mean, I played a jangle on a lark once. Uh, some spirit gum and, and, and some shavings. And a lot of alcohol. No, it, as long as the rules are clearly yes, set, exactly. what, they're all awesome. Mm-hmm. You just have to make sure that if it's, you know, if, if it's fuckmas and the, the goal is not to give somebody a perhaps undesired but mm-hmm. has concepts conceivably it values to somebody. If that's not the rule, then, you know, then you get a bag of beard shavings. The best ones were the ones that were just questionable at best. Like why? Like uh, another one was a, a a tin of potted meat product and a roll of duct tape. Like like it, just two things together that that don't really blend. But I'm sure you could probably find a use for both. I I still have my my kid's unsafe white elephant gift, and it was it was a beautifully done. Um, Hey kids, let's play Spaceman. And it was a plastic bag with rubber bands to put around your neck. And and they drawn they put it with a with a cardboard top like you would hang it on a mm-hmm. on a on a rack and it had a little diagram of how to put it on your head 
and and attached the rubber bands. It was it, they had stuck something else's price tag on it, so it was it was like you could buy it in the store. Oh, it was wonderful. I've had it at work many years at different jobs. I usually have to wait a year or two at each job before I I feel comfortable bringing in the hey kids let's let's die of asphyxiation. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was it. Was well, it was the the un, kid unsafe. Um. White elephant party. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm I'm fairly certain a friend of mine told me a story of going to a white elephant party where um, they ended up getting a small collection, sadly incomplete, of chick tracks. Mm. Oh, that's awesome! I can totally see that being actually pretty pretty good. But yeah, yeah. I mean, horrible, but pretty good. Yeah, but pretty good. I mean, it it's chick tracks, which are horrible. Mm-hmm. But pretty good. But they have a they, they have lovely comedic value if you look at them in the right light. So, yes. Well, like so many things, I hope that wasn't something that you cared too much about. Uh, the kitty's allowed uh, to get into the papers once in a while, just so long as he doesn't use them like a dog would. So we are drinking the Glen Moray, or Moray. That's the Moray. That's a cliche. Go it on. Is. Uh, it's the Glen Eel. Speyside. The Elgin Classic. Made of fresh Elgins. <laughs> this oh, yeah. is a straw. Well, it's still not the palest thing we've ever had. Oh, but no, it's, no. It's definitely, uh... I'll maybe give it a goldenrod. Death. Mm-hmm. Hey. Death drinks a pale scotch. Yeah, this one is, like, post-jaundice colored. <laughs> I I bow to your superior knowledge of jaundice <laughs> coloration. And, and and Laura says someone's a little bit better hydrated. I I've I've never looked at a jaundice color wheel. <laughs> I feel like my education has been lacking. Weird. I'm getting it's very malty. Yeah, uh, it but smells like a, a little rubbery. Yeah, maybe a uh, pear. Yeah, I can see where you're going. Or a, white uh, fruit. some kind. Uh, a white melon. Almost, almost like a Chardonnay. Well, the funny thing is, I'm pretty sure that Glen Murray has a Chardonnay finish, but this isn't it. I don't think the Elgin Classic is a Chardonnay finish. So I smell fresh Elgins. I smell a little bit of liquid latex. Are you shitting me? I was actually... I, I would lean more towards spirit gum, but I... Yeah. Okay, I see where you're going now. Yeah. But that was... I, I congratulate you for one of the more off-the-wall, non-total bullshit scents. Well, I, I mean, I just did a, a friend show in, uh, in August, and I was doing makeup for it so we were using like uh collodion and uh liquid latex and did you just have a big vat and then you dip them in it like achilles Ooh. can we no. do can we do that to match as part of some challenge sometime i think we should and, i mean and then roll them in the legos you you and then the lego walk is on that you you stick straws in, yeah, and then you dip in the liquid latex. Can we put him on the floors and let him dry so that he has to actually like stretch his way off of it? He so so 
So so so we, so we plank him, and mm-hmm. then he has to, and then he has to get up. Yeah. You remember when it was a craze to like try to fit yourself into a giant balloon? No. No. <laughs> and and if I did, I would deny it. Like it wasn't a craze, but it was like a, a YouTube video pho- phenomena thing where I must have missed okay. that one. Yeah. Really? Okay, because there was this entire like uh, like span of time where people were taking these giant balloons and like getting inside of them. Wow, I believe that is the definition of too much time. And then the rubber band at the end. <laughs> and we're back to parents' white elephant. <laughs> well, they would they would stick their heads out and they would sit there and like bounce up and down and well, then fall over. Now I'm disappointed. Yeah, well, that's because they're not doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let me help you with that. No. <clears throat> I would I would pay good potentially pay good money to see Matt fully fully uh, liquid latex. <laughs> I, I I think spirit going into a plank and then having him have to pull them off. But yeah. they would uh, in the army they would uh, duct tape people. The, the the worst I saw somebody they they shaved half of his body and duct taped the other half. It was it was not pretty. No matter how you slice it, it was not pretty. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting. It's a slightly unusual nose. Mm-hmm. Not overly pleasant. I mean, it's not horrible, but it's like, huh, okay, I guess mm-hmm. I'll try drinking you. You better be better than their... You better improve there, sir. Maybe a little lychee at the top. Of, like, if you, if you deep dive in the nose and let it sit up there, I'm, I'm almost getting a little lychee. Hmm. I just tasted it. Yeah. Huh. Um... There's almost a like a slight, just a not a strong, but like a slight rye finish as it lingers. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely rye. Um, it makes me think of gin, mm. and that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't taste like a pine cone, Mm-mm. but um, so I'm seeing the rye, and I'm getting just an awful lot of burn. Mm-hmm. I didn't get too much burn. Um, the finish is not bad. It's kind of it's mercifully short. It's short, and it is it is beige. Um, a little grass clipping. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Hmm. Hmm. I am sensing the Russian judge is going to make appearance. Hmm. Well, uh, if you put uh, if you put a little water in it, it kind of seems to lose pretty much, like, any nose. Yay! <laughs> it, well, I guess it had a nose. It, it, it doesn't quite have that strong um, rubber aroma to it. So um, now, now I'm just getting pencil eraser. I could, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, there's still a malt. Yeah, a little bit of that. A hint of eucalyptus. But See, not. I'm not seeing that at all. There's a tiny bit of vanilla. That I will see. The eucalyptus is is coming um, to me with the alcohol, and it's not it's not strong. It's just something I'm picking up. Try to reset a little bit more. I'm gonna see if. 
um, wet. The body is um, Pendrin-esque. Um, what am I getting? Sour. Uh, oh, let's see. A bit of lemon. Uh, Lysol. A bit of Lysol. Yeah. Uh, and curdled milk. Yeah, this, this, this went south real fast. Wow. I'm trying more water. Maybe if I added a good alcohol. Um, Maybe if you add wormwood. Yeah. Or LSD. Now you're just tripping. My a friend of mine did peyote once and uh, said, he was like, as far as I could tell, it had absolutely no impact on me. My friend and I were walking, like, I can't remember if it was back to the car or to their house or whatever. And they're like, yep, the peyote had no impact. And they looked at the, he looked at his watch and he realized it had taken him an hour to walk to the light, which was a block away. At which point he realized perhaps peyote had had an impact on him. Time dilation is a wonderful thing. Yeah, it was, he was just like, he literally was like, nothing was wrong, nothing was different, but it took him an hour to go one block. (laughs) At which point he said, I guess I can skip peyote from now on. Mm. So with extra water, that actually improved it. Yeah. Um, it had no nose. The finish, however, was um, a little sweeter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can definitely get behind that. Um, not exactly good. Yeah. But a little sweeter. <clears throat> there's a little bit of, there's still a little bit of that, like, rye bread taste at the mm-hmm. end of it. That's it? They're trying to hit us with that, um, ergot. Ah, yes. Cedius is a witch! Burn him! <laughs> I don't weigh as much as a duck. <laughs> did you just, uh, did you just pour, like, an entire bottle of rye into there and... Why would I waste the rye? <laughs> well, however, Glenn Murray gives a lot of information. Hmm. Does it now? Let's see what they have to say. Must we? <clears throat> Glenn Murray, Speyside Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, Elgin Classic. A perfect balance of caramelized fruit, butterscotch, and lingering notes of toasted oak. Glen Murray, master distiller. I can't read the signature. Tasting notes. Vanilla and cinnamon. Color. Old gold. I don't even know what that means. Nose. A fresh, clean nose with hints of apples, pear drops, Fresh key lime pie and bubble gum fading to a cinnamon sugar aroma. Taste. An elegant whiskey 
with a soft mouthfeel and a taste befitting this meeting of Speyside and Burgundy. Finish. A nutty vanilla comes bursting out with a soft cinnamon spice culminating in a gentle floral finish. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Cork Dorkery. Whenever they say nutty vanilla, I just think of like this, this like, uh, like a house mom deciding to bake a cake with like, uh, wow, that was really misogynistic. Um, the nutty vanilla professor. Like, like, yeah, like a, uh huh, basically like, uh, like somebody that that is probably the plainest person you know. Uh, trying something different, like wearing plaid when they normally wear colored shirts. The Glen Murray Distillery has been producing single malt Scotch whiskey since the 19th century from Elgin, the capital of Speyside, Scotland's most famous whiskey region. The craft of producing this elegant and well-rounded single malt has been passed from generation to generation ensuring the legacy of Glen Murray dist- ensuring the legacy of the Glen Murray distillery continues if the generation generation passing has been like star trek generations um no no yeah i'm call- yeah this oh here we go a rich Glen Murray single malt double matured in the great combination of traditional oak casks and eight months in French Chardonnay barrels. So this is the Chardonnay. It is the Chardonnay. <laughs> so, well well captured. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, we had to drink it. Whenever I hear them say Elgin, I know that that is a, like a thing, but I think of a shirt we had for a senior prank. It really wasn't a prank, but it said, Elgie, pocker off and leave me alone, and you could fold it up, and it said, fuck off. Um, but uh, every time I hear Elgin, all I can think of is the first part of that phrase. And that's kind of what this bottle does to me. Mm-hmm. I'm, um, disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, space sides, some are good, some are bad, but rarely am I like, wow, that's unpleasant. Sour should never be one of the tasting notes. No. I mean, I I suppose you could come up with something where, like, sour apple as, like, a pucker Mm -hmm. is a component, and you're like, oh, that fits in well with it. But this was just sour, like... Oh, I left the fruit out too long and it went bad and I just shoved it in the scotch because who the fuck cares? You're going to buy it and then I got my money, so fuck y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was um, disappointing. As oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. As pessimistic as I as I said in terms of joke, I like this is actually something that I would uh, I would maybe take with a rock or something just to hit yourself in the head with if you actually drank it. Yeah, but I mean like like that's an awful lot of uh, crack to be having with just one pour. I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, a whole rock? I mean, mm. I, I, it isn't something that I would like like not drink but it's not something that I would reach for right away. I think I think I'm gonna have to give this a two-two. Uh, uh, not the, certainly not the worst I've had, 
And there were bits of it that were not bad. But overall, just an unpleasant and disappointing. It is probably not even worth what you paid. Which was not a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go with the 2.5. Simply because uh, it, it, it it's still, like, it, it, it's not to the point where, like, I taste it and I'm like, why did I put this in my mouth? But it's, it's sort of, it's more bordering on the line of, okay, like, like, I guess I'll, I guess I'll have a Coors Light instead of a Summit EPA. Why did I do that? Mm-hmm. But it's not quite for you, Pfeiffer. I think that's a fair comp- comparison. Yeah, exactly. Like, I wouldn't Glen- discount it completely. Glen Murray Chardonnay, the old English 800 of scotches. <laughs> this is not pleasant. No. Not pleasant at all. No. Um, as far as things go, I mean, Glen Murray, we've, we've had a couple on the show before. They're a pretty middling space side, typically speaking. Um... So honestly, the fact that it is this disappointing is really, you know, disappointing. I mean, it, it's it's. I expected a little bit more out of them um, because at least everything else we've had from them has been meh. This is meh. Um, I don't know that your two two is. I, I'm thinking maybe that's a little overkill for his bad. You know, it's, as much as I didn't like it, I, I think a, a two three five is what I'm going to give it. So I'm kind of splitting the difference between the mm-hmm. two of you here. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was certainly not good, but we've had much much worse. Yeah, honestly, I think between two and like two seven five would be fair. Yeah, it's and, it's and, really taste. Yeah, you know, you didn't like it, but did you hate it? Or did you just go, oh, I didn't really like it. But if you handed me some, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, what, are you killing me? Um, it's when you get below two that it, it, it really mm-hmm. is in the, wow, this is bad. This this reminds me of when we went to uh, the Jim Beam tasting room. And we got like our first pour of Jim Beam. And we were like, okay, this is pretty much what you would expect Jim Beam to taste like. It, there's there there wasn't anything extraordinarily remarkable about it, but it's still something that you could put into a cocktail or, um, you know, use in a manner of fashion. Mm-hmm. Man, I I disliked it more, but I can understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I'm. I mean, I get that, that depending on the place, it's either free or not a huge amount of money to go on a tour. Yeah. But given how much it costs them, given that they are the ones bottling, usually, and they have giant like amounts of sc- scotch or whiskey, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that they wouldn't put out something that's their second tier. Oh. I mean, I wouldn't expect them to put out like for every tour. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, this is the well like um um who does the colored uh labels? Um uh, Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker. Yeah. I wouldn't expect Johnny Walker blue. Mhm. But I'd be kind of like, really, you put out red. Really? Why, why would you put out red? At least to green. For yeah. fuck's sake. Or or or, or maybe, black. 
Black would be the minimum. The best bourbon that we actually tasted when we were there was actually at the Jim Beam Brewery. Because they actually did, like, when you, like, they start you off with something that is what you would expect, but Mm -hmm. they do introduce you to something you never would have had. Yeah, see, and I can totally get behind the, here, try this. This is our baseline. Mm -hmm. It's not horrible. Yeah. It's not great. And then here's something to compare it with, and look at how much better. Mm-hmm. That I can be totally like, that's a good approach. No, and that's what this kind of reminds me of mm-hmm. is like, you know, introduce the introductory kind of scotch, and so you could kind of get a flavor and a taste for it, and build up to something with more variance over time. So now I have to ask: It's obvious that both you and your husband um, enjoyed the tour and, yeah. and drank. Of the other people on the tour, were there couples? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were both of the couple members drinking? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I was curious. I went on a, a Glenn, the Glenn Grant tour in Scotland, and there were three couples, and my wife doesn't drink scotch. She doesn't really mm-hmm. like it. And so we got our weed ram at the end, and she poured it into my glass, and she was happy, and I was happy. Mm-hmm. And the other couples, the wives or girlfriends, I don't know looked at this and went, you could see the, we can do that? And they instantly poured theirs into their husband's glasses. The wives were happy. The husbands looked at me like I had just walked on water. Mm -hmm. Because now they have two wee drams. And everyone was happy. And I was just curious how it had worked out when you did your Mm -hmm. tastings. Whether both members of the couples were drinking, or if they were, like, the same... um, men. For us, it was pretty obvious that the men had been like... I'm going to a, a, a distillery today. I guess you could come with me. Uh, but. Yeah, I think we're fairly atypical, though, because we we both enjoy tasting and experiencing different things. So even if it's not something that we would genuinely like right off the bat, it's still something that, like, we, we would go for, we would actually try. Like, mm-hmm. he'll even eat sushi, and he's not a fan of sushi, so... Well, good for him. I mean, mm-hmm. trying new things is how you find things that you like that maybe you didn't know yeah. you would like. I, I make a point that every time I go to Kyoto, I try a, a, a roll that I haven't had before, along with the rolls that I know I like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this last time I had a roll that I did not particularly care for. There, I'm not happy about There's it. nothing wrong with saying, like, I hate... I'm making this a spiced tuna. Right. And if you hate spiced tuna, having these a a roll with spiced tuna in it, that that I'm I'm fine going. No, I I I like if you hate octopus or squid. Yeah, I, having octopus or squid in your roll, I don't like bad choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I think that's a very admirable approach to say I'm going to try something new. I'm not going to make my whole meal right this thing. Uh, I'm not going to spend. Well, it's $80 a roll. And I'm, it, I'm definitely going to make sure that I have my sexy girl and, and several pieces of unagi, but I, I'll, I'll try a different roll. Mm-hmm. And I found a couple of other rolls, like, I can dig on that one. There, there, there's, there's a roll I, I, I found, I, I still don't get it as often as the sexy girl, um, but that one is it's still really good. Both, and and, and just, my trying the sexy girl was Jenna's fault, so... Sushi enjoyer? Yeah, I do, actually. I don't um, like yellowtail. Have you, I do. Have you guys been to Akame Sushi? Uh, where's that at? It is on, um... Oh, shist. It is right by, um... 
the lakes. Uh, if you go to Excelsior, drive down Excelsior. You, oh. you know where the Whole Foods is? There's a Whole Foods with a noodles and a mm-hmm. um, caribou and a um, uh, chipotle. Yeah, I, and I then, know I've not been. Okay. I highly recommend it. Uh, they do... They're one of the best sushi places I've had in the cities from a quality mm-hmm. point of view. Service is good, but I the thing that I, I found most interesting, uh, they do something called a crazy monkey roll, and they also do sweet potato rolls. And they will some of them they have are flash fried, mm-hmm. and uh, with interesting sauces that are not sort of the traditional unagi or uh, uh, eel sauce, and and or that's it. So there's some interesting variations they do there. And, and if you go during happy hour, cheap sushi that's really good. Yeah, that, that that's the one thing. This is why I pretty much only do the all you can eat these days. Is I'm probably gonna if I, if I want to get my money's worth, I have to do all you, all you can eat because otherwise I'm spending too much money. I, I I finally looked at the a la carte menu at Kyoto and and realized that even when I go for dinner, I'm saving myself quite a lot of money. On a, on a typical. Well, I will say, like salmon roll. Um, I think during happy hour is two fifty. That's good. Yeah, and, and it's a good salmon roll. Good. It's not like mm-hmm. you know, Seven um, Eleven sushi. Yeah, and for the record, uh, Kyoto also has a sweet potato roll, which is adequate. It's not exciting, oh. but it's it's not bad. I really like their sweet potato roll um, sushi. Okay, we. Uh... I love sweet potatoes. So oh, so do I. We got, uh, so, uh, I went to Vegas at the beginning of the month, and, um... Which, which buffet did you hit? None. <gasps> uh, I've been before. Um, there's a restaurant there, uh, it's a chain called Jabarito. And, um, one of the things that they do when you're there is they do, uh, sushi, it's, it's a, a fusion restaurant, like an Asian, uh, you know fusion restaurant but uh fast food style they do sushi burrito which is like a sushi roll that is served like a burrito and i i am somebody who likes to go to an you know like a thing like kyoto but that was way too much sushi at once i don't know if there is such a thing Interesting. i didn't think so either but it was so before i i ask you about um Buffets you've eaten in, eaten at in Vegas because I got married sorry. there. Okay, we went there on our not honeymoon, but we're going right after the wedding because dear God, we need a two or three day break. Mm-hmm. So I'm I, I'm with you on that. Uh, we should probably see if anyone has anything to flog now that we're in the middle of the week. Oh yeah, month. I mean, so do you any anything happening in the latter half of November? Well, uh, Gift to the Max is, is is still coming up. Yeah, it is. Not 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 too far now. Relatively recently, um, or soon, and then uh, Arvo the Improv uh, is still up and coming. So, be sure to check that out. Um, Horrorfest was great. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was good to see Matt Kesson do his thing. So, Omega Con was amazing. Well, right, but I pretty much only play Salad Bowl. I mean, I got the occasional other game in, but really it was all about the self. The thing that pisses me off is 
I had to decide whether or not I was going to stay or leave and go to a party that was happening in town Saturday night that I really want to go to, and I, I, I might have my eye on some people. But um, I couldn't give up Saturday night salad bowl, so I did not go to the party, which means it's probably going to be a while before I see some of these people, because I only ever get to see them at the party. Because Sadness. Yeah. Well, the schedules are such that it's just insane to try otherwise. Any other flogging that you guys want to do? I'm literally going to be probably binging Netflix and nothing else at this time, so... I will be actually relaxing Mm -hmm. for the latter half of November. And then, oh, and then I will be doing my traditional... I may even see you there. My traditional Thanksgiving meal. At the Land of Meat... The Rodizio. We go to the Rodizio, mm. um, the Rodizio Grill, where we don't have to do dishes, mm. and they bring us meat galore because it's a Brazilian steakhouse. And my my daughter will yell, "Meat, meat, 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 meat!" and then ask if she can have the sword. The weirdest Thanksgiving that we ever did, my my husband and I ever did, was we went to a Grand Casino in uh, Malax for Thanksgiving, which. In retrospect, was probably a really sort of poor and um, weird thing to do. But it was also really nice not to be around, like, anything. Just It was just the two of us, which... Mm-hmm. I could get behind that. Mm-hmm. The, the thing I'm realizing, we might have forgotten to flog last time, assuming I didn't remember to put a tag at the end, was uh, don't forget to go to Top Value on Central and 50th. Of course! For the 15% off all single malts uh, in, in the early part of November. It should still be going on for a few more days when this goes live. Uh, maybe I will retroly uh, put something in the show notes for uh, the last show so to, to remind people get that your, that was a thing. Get your scotch. Go get your scotch now. Buy early, mm-hmm. buy often. Yes. All right. Well, you've had plenty of time to consider whether you wish to give another toast. Yeah. You don't have to, but if you want to... I can do one that was in the back of my Mr. Boston that I got my dad. Here, here. It was, it's uh, apparently a Sulu toast, and you just say Oogie Wawa. Uh, Oogie Wawa? Oogie Wawa. Oh my. 